Hello and welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life That You Want. This is Jasmine. I'm your host, been your host for the last four seasons. Can you believe it? <laughs> four seasons, Missy. That's amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. Everybody, I want to introduce Missy Majorano. Did I do it right? Brilliant pronunciation. Yes, very Italian, lots of vowels. I'm very impressed you got that name right. <laughs> Nice job. Missy, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to this all week. Well, for the last week, I've been really yeah. excited to, to be on here with you. So it's great to be here. It's, it's, um, it's great to have you. And I'm, I'm happy to tell everybody that you're a change coach. You were with Amy, who was with us last week. So you did her, her complete training. Yes, uh, I did the 2022 uh, Change Coach Training with Amy Johnson and I think 21 or 22 other coaches yeah. and uh, coaching. I, after teaching elementary school for most of my adult life, I have to say that coaching is now absolutely my favorite thing to do. It's just been such a, a dream come true and such a blessing. Yeah, so um, let me, if you can tell people where you're from, just like, just give them an idea. Where do you live and what's your, like, who do you coach? Okay. So I live in Cary, North Carolina, down here on the Southeast coast of the United States. I coach, uh, mostly adults, but I've just started coaching, uh, teens as well in the last probably gosh, five, six months I've started coaching teens and um, I have built just in the last two to three months, a pretty good base of that uh, teen cohort. And I will say that is now one of my most favorite groups is working with teens. Yeah. But yeah, I still have some beautiful adults as well. So let me ask you, do they, like in your experience, do they, um, I'm going to say this, like I, nothing on adults, but do they learn faster? <laughs> Do the kids, the teens? Uh, yes, I would say that they do. Um, I teach or coach them. I, I think I coach the teens a lot more like the way that I used to teach. And so I think they're just so open and so receptive that they soak it up like sponges. Kind of like we always say kids soak up a second language so quickly. Kids are so open to the what if questions and the unknown and the mystery of life, mm -hmm. uh, where I think adults kind of kick back a little bit more like, nah, I'm not willing to go to that mystery. I'd like to stay with what I know. Kids are more like, yeah, I can dig the mystery. I'm, I'm good with mystery. And so they seem to, to see through a lot of the illusions so much more quickly than adults. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you were a teacher Oh, the cat, I, for listeners, I just wanted you to know that I got this crazy cat that's in my neighborhood <laughs> lately, and he's been harassing my cat on my windows. Now he's on my windowsill. So if you guys start hearing some crazy screaming, it's because it's the cat. And by the way, his <laughs> name is Lucifer. Just like Lucifer. So it's not whack job. Yeah, the name is not whack job. He's no, just a whack job. <laughs> it's just Lucifer. Um, Lucifer. So, um, I, the, he, the cat actually got me out of my flow. Um, That's quite all right. We were talking about before coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is what came to me. 
because you know, I, I, the podcast is about living the life you want, right? Yes. So you said that you were, you were a teacher and now you're a coach. So yes. like for me, as, as soon as you said that in my brain was like, she's living the life she wants. I like absolutely it just kind of like came <laughs> up for me. So, so I'd like you to tell me a little bit, like, how did that happen? Like, I'm not saying that I'm pretty sure that while you were teaching kids, you were also living the life you want, but something occurred. Yeah. So I was teaching and then I was also working for um, state curriculum departments. So I was working with entire school systems, uh, boards of education, assessment and curriculum companies. And uh, yeah, I would have described my life at the time as very rewarding and busy. Mm. And the dirty little secret underneath all that rewarding, shiny exterior was that I also um, hid beneath uh, sort of a facade of perfectionism. But you and I both know perfectionism is just anxiety all dressed up in pretty clothes. So I lived a life of like perfectionism, like push, 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 go, go, go do one more thing, be the best at everything, collect the awards, mm. not noticing through all that, that there was a very subtle, but strong current of anxiety and insecurity. And so I was around, I think when I was about 47 ish. Um, so a few years ago, several years ago, uh, that lifetime of pushing and that you, lifetime you a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. <laughs> a few years ago. Uh, that shiny exterior that I projected. So I think I projected it pretty well. I had myself pretty snowed. I thought I had everything under control. I thought from the outside my life looked great. So that meant my life was great as mm. long as I just pushed and kept pushing. And agreed to never, ever, ever stop striving. Then I would always be okay. And that thankfully came crashing down in a remarkably dramatic fashion. And in November of 2017, out of nowhere, I woke up one morning covered head to toe in massive hives. Hives on my scalp, my eyelids my cheeks, my torso, the bottoms of my feet, the palms of my hands. Oh my God. So um, it was a pretty big dramatic crash that um, turned my entire polished world upside down. I was very much about um, image and I don't mean just looks. I mean, like I was very concerned with, do people think I'm smart? Do people think I'm capable and successful? Well, there was suddenly no hiding. Yeah. Because I looked downright scary. Like the joke was I would scare small children while I worked with small children. So uh, after the hives started, which very quickly turned into chronic hives, I tried everything. There, there was no solution. I didn't have any allergies. I think life just came along in all its intelligence and said, Missy, You've done this sort of false life of perfectionism long enough. You're done. 
and I crashed pretty hard. I fell into um, a pretty significant depression. Uh, I was riddled with uh, what I described as gun to the head terror. I kind of just lived in terror all the time and my life became very small. I ended up quitting my job. Uh, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go anywhere because I, I was afraid of just not looking. It wasn't looking bad. It was looking scary. I looked scary and I didn't want people to stare at me or more. I think more importantly, I didn't want them to, um, be afraid of me because early on before when I was still working and I was still giving presentations during one of my presentations, this was very early on in the hives. Um, I was in the midst of giving a presentation to a very large crowd of people and the hives just started getting really out of control as I'm on stage. And then much to my surprise, I didn't even know this was something a body could do. No one had ever given me the playbook on all the crazy things a body can do. In the middle of presenting to all these people, my lips began swelling up like cartoon lips, like huge, <laughs> unrecognizable, like disfigured wow, you're lips. A powerful lady, huh? Yes. So, um, I guess that's the long story of what shifted my life very abruptly from old, you know, teaching, perfectionism, being on top of everything to, I feel like life kind of took me to the bottom of the barrel, dropped me to my knees and left me there for a good long season of anxiety, depression and hopelessness and terror. It sounds like a life lived from an ego standpoint. Like it's, it was like an egoic yeah. life, you know? hundred percent. Although I didn't know that I was like a fish in water. Of course not. I didn't ego. realize I was living completely from ego, from my mind and all its beliefs. You know, with everything that we hear about ego, like the, the thing that made me see ego, because I, I, like I would hear ego, but I would really hear it as a really bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, no, it's you, not. <laughs> you know, have such a big ego. Like I would see it as a big thing before. Now I just literally see that our ego is our, the, the person that we think we are. Yep. That's basically, and sometimes we just get lost in that. I did it. I, I was definitely, for me, it was like, how do I impress? You know, yeah. like, so I needed to impress. Oh, the, 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 oh gosh, the I know that life very well. Impress, impress, impress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Babe, come on. We're in the middle. <laughs> he wants to be part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. that, that living to impress and living, what living to impress I realized meant was actually desperately fearful of failing or or disappointing someone or being embarrassed or humiliated. To me, there was nothing worse than letting someone down or being humiliated or embarrassed. To me, that was that was death. And I didn't realize it. Being loved. 
I figured yeah. if I impressed people enough, they would love me. Yeah. Isn't you know? it funny? It all, I think, boils down to those basics, right? Being loved, being safe, being enough, being worthy. Yeah. I think it all brilliantly points back to that. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and so <laughs> what, what, what got you out of your funk? I'm going to say, because <laughs> like, seems like it stayed for a little while, but I guess it you woke definitely, up. yeah, it stayed for a while. Uh, I exhausted every Western medicine resource. I exhausted, um, you know, medicine, functional medicine. I went to psychologists. I went to EMDR, um, all kinds of different things, trying desperately to feel better. And mainly I just wanted to get rid of that gun to the head terror feeling that I had. Um, but everything I tried was in an attempt to get rid of something. Mm. And then I stumbled upon Amy Johnson's little school of big change. And so I signed up and at first I did not understand what the hell she was talking about. I was like, what is this nonsense craziness? I didn't get it, but I stuck around something sort of like kept my ass in the seat and I listened and I noticed things starting to shift. And I noticed the first thing she kind of taught me was, I don't have to listen to what my mind is saying. Like the mind is designed to tell all kinds of crazy, dramatic shit. I always thought that was me. Me too. And that was the first big like, aha, like, oh, wait, that's just a really efficient little caveman machine spewing out all kinds of stuff that's not true and then I started noticing little things falling away as I would have more insights like my symptoms would start to go away and they'd come back and then I would see like something new like I started seeing how fear and anxiety and the terror weren't telling me something was wrong they were innocently trying to help me wake up to what I was believing. And I realized I was caught in so many handed down, generational, culturally conditioned beliefs that I didn't realize I had about pleasing people, about what it meant to be enough and worthy and safe. And I'd lived my whole life really kind of enslaved to those beliefs that I didn't even realize I had this subconscious beliefs. Let me ask you, I don't know yeah. if this is going to be a, are, are, were you, are you, or were you religious? Yes, very. So I was born was and raised Christian. Up? Was that like, like, was the religion all mixed up in all of that also? So I would say, you know, everything's a guess, right? Who knows how yeah. it all falls into place. But if I had to just give my best guess, I would say that the fact that I did have a, a very strong faith in God 
take away all the religious dogma and all the extra BS that goes along with faith in God. And I will say that that, I think, helped me be open to seeing something new. It didn't seem like a far cry to me to trust something that I can't see. Oh, gorgeous. And that, I think, is a big piece of this conversation is leaning into that unknown, leaning into what's beyond the intellect and the five senses, and getting a sense for sort of our innate safety in the world, but not necessarily in the world of form, but in something bigger and truer and deeper than what our five senses can possibly experience. So, yeah, I think not my religion, (laughs) so much has shifted in that, but I do think that my faith in God, in a mystery, in this being, in this energy that I can't see, touch, taste, smell, but I can experience on a, like a soul or a heart level. Yeah, I think that did help me open up to things Amy was saying that really took sort of a leap of faith to, to trust. Yeah. I I think that for, for me, it was the, the no nonsense, you know, like there's like, there's in these conversations that we have, there's just a, there's just a feeling that shows up in us that when we hear truth, we just kind of go, yeah, exactly. You know, it resonates, right? It doesn't make sense, but you feel it in your, I always, whenever I'm like thinking about this or talking to people, I always like point to my gut for whatever reason, like I picture everything good happening down there. Like you just feel it in your gut. You just, I don't know. It's not tangible, but you know it, you sense it. There's like a physiological shift when truth resonates. So how did you, how did you like finally go into living the life that you want now? Cause like you, you've obviously, I feel like you, you were at a high or you thought you were at a high. I then thought you I was. Like got kicked off your high horse and fell. And yep. then you, you like now, like you look great. Your energy is fantastic. I mean, right. So like what, what got you there? As far as I can see, what got me there was, first of all, I finished that little school, a big change. And then I stayed in the graduate community. And as I stayed, things just kept settling deeper and deeper. Like every time I thought I finally, like, I've got it, I've got it. A new floor would drop out from under me. And I'd be like, holy shit, there's a whole nother floor under here. And I would see something new. And then gradually all my symptoms just literally vanished. And that was, I don't know, a few, two or three years ago now, they just, the symptoms went away. Other things started shifting too. Um, Relationships started shifting for the better. Just life in general, kind of from this new understanding of leaning into the unknown, leaning into that mystery, not trusting that intellect so much. Uh, I don't know, life just got a lot lighter, became a lot freer. 
And that's when I knew, okay, this is so radical and so life-changing. I want to help other people break that cycle of suffering. And that's especially, I love working with people with physical issues, you know, uh, illnesses, symptoms, because I really see on a, you know, again, this is just from my position. I am not a doctor. I am not a physician. But what I see now in working with so many people and then just talking with people like you and people in different communities, physical illnesses, symptoms, sensations. Oh my goodness. There's such a component of thinking of like that. It's not to say that illnesses don't exist. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, not at all. I just thought I didn't want, I don't want people to think that, but I also agree with you. Like for me, I had a major stress in my life. Like I'm going to say five years ago, there was this major stress in my life and I had been living with it for 25 years and woke up one morning and I had shingles, you know, and it was just kind of like, it was at at that point I was like okay my body is telling me like whether my intellect doesn't believe me or not my body is like showing me and I really can see like when when things occur in my body that it's it's unconscious thinking that I have whether I like it or not you know, when I woke up with the shingles, I knew what the, my problem was. I took care of it. Boom, it, it was over, you know, but it kind of like, I just had to see it for myself. So when I work with clients, I love to just say, look within, like, I can tell you, like, I can tell you, oh, this is thought. And you'll be like, well, go fly a kite, Jasmine. Yeah, this duh. Is this is and <laughs> that did like, nothing for me too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's about looking within. It's about like every mm-hmm. one of us is different. And it's so funny because I was, I'm, it, it reminds me of this thing that, so um, my a friend of mine, uh, Georgia Bazin, I don't know if you know her. I don't, Georgia yeah. Bazin and I, we started this community. We call it the flow of life community. And in the flow of life community, she does these creativity conversations. And she had one with Dickon Bettinger. Oh, no, Dickon. He's fabulous. Yes. So Dickon was, she had an interview. And one of uh, the things that Dickon was talking about, he said that he was talking with children and he loved talking with children. And he had asked for all the children's that had been rejected by other teachers because they were like oh that's a problem child he he basically asked for them yeah and he wanted to show them how creative they were and that he said he said that he sat them down into this this meditation and once they were calmed down and that their mind was you know had had piped down he said mm-hmm. i want you to think of numbers and then just whatever number comes, just write the number down. And then they would write the number down. And then he'd say, okay, now he says, put them in the order that you want. And then they put them in the order that you want. And it was like, there's no other order like this. Mm -hmm. This is your order. This is your creation, right? So we, every single one of us, basically, we see things inside ourselves that Mm -hmm. is different. And yet, 
we look to you. So what did you do? Okay, so you had shingles. How did you feel? What was your thought? <laughs> yeah. What was your feeling? What was like we kind of go look to you to find out? Oh well, it's not me. Yeah. I, it's not this is not happening to me because I had none of that. But it's not true. That's not the truth. If mm-hmm. you would just look within, you would see for yourself. Yeah. You know, I love that. Thing. I love that. And I think the body's so brilliant, like remarkably, remarkably brilliant. If we'll just sort of tune in and listen to what the body's trying to communicate to us, I think we find so many very wise answers coming through. I think the skin is brilliant. The skin will always tell the story. Same thing with our gut, um, our head, our the tension level, back aches, like all these beautiful, wise ways that I think our bodies naturally communicate with us. But because we're in this Western society, I think we've really been taught, well, you know, shut it down, make it go away, cover up the pain, take a pill, whatever it takes. Have yes. A drink. yes. Where I think with this understanding, we finally go, wait, no, no, no. Let's actually tune in and see what the body has to say, because it is so brilliant. I think there's such intelligence in symptoms. And when we see them as invitations and opportunities, instead of something to push away, like really, really amazing things open up for us. And that's why I love conversations like this with you, Jasmine. Like, I think the more we, we give voice to this kind of thing and the more we chat about it, the less weird we sound. <laughs> yeah, the less weird we sound. And I feel like, because it's never the words that open anything up. But I think when people listen to things like this, something shifts. The energy changes. It's a vibe. That's what I love. Like in in this in this podcast, that's what I love. I love the vibe of it. It's yeah. It's like an energy. When you listen to it, you kind of settle into this... Mm. you know I don't know I don't know <laughs> it's a it's a good vibe you know it's it is. I love that you know because I thought I was a weirdo but the more that I have these episodes I'm like there's so many weirdos out there like I oh, know I could definitely top all weirdness I'm sure <laughs> I've definitely seen some insights and I'm like oh, I don't think I'm going to share that insight yet that sounds a little bit crazy yeah but it's it's fun. It's fun to play in those kind of shadow areas of insights where it does sound a little bit crazy at first until you finally talk to someone. You're like, oh, you have that insight too. Okay. Okay. The, yeah. That's where it gets exciting when you see yeah. things truly that we just have never been taught with our intellect. It's so, yeah. that's where the fun, it's like a playground. And it's, it is, it is innocent. Everything that we learn you know, it, our parents teach us whatever they taught us because mm-hmm. of whatever they knew, right? Oh, yeah. But it's not the be all and end all. We we can ourselves go out and explore and understand. Like, you know, my mother taught me things that like for her generation was totally valid. Yeah. Totally valid. You know, it means nothing that nowadays just doesn't apply anymore. <laughs> they- I think everybody's doing the best they can. And that definitely applies to our parents. They were doing the best they could given what looked true to them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm sure my three girls will one day look back and go, oh, God, our mom was awful. But she was doing it. I hope yeah. they don't. No. But they might yeah. or one of them might. I mean, with three kids, you never know. But I hope that they'll know everyone's doing the best they can, given what looks true to them in the moment. Yeah. And I don't I really had, pick. Yeah, I had that realization. Like I had I had a judgment on my parents for a long time. And I think in my thirties, I did this class and I was in my thirties. Right. And we were like, I think we were like 40 or 50 in the class. And he said, okay, everybody between 18 and 23 stand up. So everybody stood up. I was sitting down. I'm in my thirties. He says, everybody else sitting down. That's what your parent looked like when they got you. And I was just like, (laughs) my mouth dropped open. Never. It had you know, sometimes it's just perspective. Just mm-hmm. look at it in a different way and bam, your life is totally transformed. Completely. Like all that needs to happen is that lens shifts a little bit. Like I I pictured those like uh, view masters. Is that what they were called back in yeah. the 1970s yeah, yeah. that we played with? Only we're not in control of when the click happens. Yeah. It just, the click happens and something new is seen. And then the click happens again and something new is seen. A new level, a a deeper immersion. It's, yeah. And then everything's changed. Like I would have sworn a few years ago, the worst year of my life was the first year of this whole highs, lip swelling, awfulness. Now, because there's been like the view master yeah, you know, life is coming in and like, hey, let's look through a different lens. I see that as the beginning of the best new chapter of my life. Yeah. Like that had to happen as far as I can see. I don't know, had to, that might be strong, but oh, yeah. the fact that it happened was perfect. Yeah. It was Sometimes the perfect the change. the most difficult moments will bring you the most beautiful moments. Yes. Yeah, and, they're gifts. Yeah. And we we kind of like, we kind of like, if we, we could get stuck into our our, our intellect, you know, because <laughs> we know better, like that's what the intellect says, right? We know better. Well, no, this shouldn't have happened to me. I shouldn't have gotten this. Interview. I shouldn't have quit my job. I shouldn't have. Like, so you could have stayed there. You could have, you know, and some people yeah. may. But the whole point is just, no, see something else. Because the moment can stay exactly the same, yet everything can look different. Everything looks different. Everything. I used to think, you know, and this is one of the things I love seeing in other people that are like, Missy, it's this thing that is scaring me, or it's this thing that is causing my depression, my anxiety. It's this. If I could change this. Yeah. And I love when they, I first can just say, I know you're not going to believe this yet, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you the thing that you think is the problem is never, ever, ever the problem. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, just tuck that away somewhere and we'll circle back around 15 times to it. But the thing you think is the problem, the illness, the diagnosis, the symptom, the anxiety, the panic attacks, the driving, whatever it is. Like, no, 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 that's not the problem. That's the opening. That's the guide, the, the guiding light, the lantern back home. Mm. That's the gift. 
I, um, one of my groups I'm in, we call them the shitty gifts. It's another <laughs> shitty gift because <laughs> you don't want that gift, yeah. but they're the things that take you back home to who you really are and never left. They're yeah, there. I think at some point, and I'm guessing that, that that's something that you may have seen also at some point we just, we just don't, we want to be ourselves and stop mm -hmm. having to be something that we think we should be. Can I just, can I just be me? <laughs> and yes, Jasmine, yes, you can. We all get to. Can I just swear right here, Missy? I'm going to say, fuck, I just want, you know, yeah. I just want to. No, I've done that on multiple right podcasts. They're like, I don't know if you're allowed to do that. I'm like, oh, well, then you're going to have to edit it out because I do like <laughs> to swear. <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole thing. I think we just all want to be ourselves. I think that the, the thing that's that was missing for me, and and I, I'm I'm guessing it's missing for other people, was like I didn't know who the hell I was yeah you know I think I had this don't. I had this you know the major major thing for me that I got like the major shift you know that we were talking about everything yeah. is the same yet everything is different yeah was I thought I was a bad person I literally mm -hmm. thought I was a bad person and when I was being a nice person I was being the fake person ah uh, yes so imposter when I would show up as a good person then I'd come back to being mean and being a bitch and, <laughs> and being this and that and this and that because you know that was a true self because I wanted to be my true self you know <laughs> and I had this conversation and, and that's tiring honestly like it's so tiring I sometimes I would just lock myself in my house for three weeks close the blind so I didn't have to confront anybody so that I had to put that persona on like, it was just yeah. like so tiring. Can I just be me? Leave me alone. Don't knock on the door, please. I don't want to confront <laughs> anybody. So I had this conversation with a coach and the coach said, and I told her, I said, you know, but really I'm a bitch, you know, like, and I don't know how to deal with that. And she was like, wait, tell me more. <laughs> she was like, I don't understand. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, I'm like, I, I'm a bitch. No, really. I like, I, I'm rude and I'm this and I'm that. And I'm, she's like, what if who you truly are is actually the good person and the bitch is the imposter? And I mm -hmm. like it never, ever, ever occurred to me. And I just laughed out loud for I don't know how long holding my stomach so much. I thought it was <laughs> hilarious because all my life I was I wanted to be authentic and I was showing my inauthentic self and hiding my authentic self instead of doing the contrary. And it was just so funny. And that is awesome, Jasmine. I love it. I love it. Now I'm just like, you know, this is who I am. And you know, sometimes yeah. I get in my head and I can be rude. And sometimes mm -hmm. I get in my head and I can be a bitch. But you know what? That's not who I am. It's totally not who you are. I love that. What a good story. And I love that you had a coach that was able to point that out to you. I think yeah, that yeah. is the beauty of coaches, right? Like we have everything within us, but I think it is helpful to have someone, whether it's a coach or a friend or whoever, to just say, hey, take a look in that direction. But it took me a while to just be able to speak it because it yeah. was so shameful. Like it's shameful. You, you're going around, imagine you're going around life 
thinking I'm a bitch. I have to hide. This is not good. Right. So yeah. I wouldn't tell this to people. Like, what am I going to do? Hey, hi, I'm a bitch. Did you know that? You know? <laughs> Come get to know me better. I'm a bitch. Yeah. So it took me a while to actually open up. So that's why I tell people just, just, just fucking say it. Yes. Just say it so that it can just come out of your mouth and then we'll deal with whatever it is, but don't keep yeah. it up there because no. there it's going to fester. And then there's going to be some like crap that's going to create, be created <laughs> there. Just get it out of your head and then let's look. Is it's it liberating, true? isn't it? It's very freeing yeah. Yeah. to just be authentic and not put so much stock in that intellect. Like, oh, yeah. we, that's all we're ever taught for decades of our lives is go to your mind. What's your mind say? What's your brain say? Like, no, you're not going to figure this one out. Yeah. This is not going to come from your mind. This is totally going to come from your heart. And I hope that people who made it this far, because we are, we are talking away. Those of you who've made it this far and find this interesting, I hope you're not going, okay, well, now I'm not going to look to my head. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying that. No, there is some information up there that's still good. Just, you know, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Just challenge it, challenge it. You know, whatever you're hearing in your head, challenge it. Like, is it true though? Is it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then kind of just, I love falling into that space of unknown. Like, what else could there be? Like my mind is telling me all this, but I'm seeing it through the filter of hundreds of generations. Yeah. What else could this be? Like I never would have called my hives and lip swelling a gift, but it is absolutely one of the best gifts of my life. So as things happen, yeah, to your point, your mind is going to be like, well, this shouldn't be happening. This went wrong, but just hold it loosely. Like, oh, yeah. how do you actually, know this, this is be? perfect. Yeah. How do you know this shouldn't be? Like when I had to sell my house, that was like, it was the end of the world for me. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to sell my house. Oh my God, I didn't want to sell my yeah. house. I love my house. But it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Yeah. And sometimes we don't find out for a month or a year or 10 years. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's just, we developed that, I don't know, trust muscle. We learned to trust like, okay, just because I don't see it right now does not mean that it isn't in service of me, in service of my growth and expansion. Yeah. I like, love it. Know, uh, Dick and Bettinger is really like, you know, I'm, I'm talking about thinking, but I'm, I'm, I could talk about, you know, Dr. Pettit and, and any other of the, you know, the, that generation of, you know, that Sid, they learned. Yeah. <laughs> they've been doing it for so long. They've been hearing about it for so long that they truly believe that whatever happens, it's in service of them right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they truly believe it. I, I have, I still have my ego going, okay, yeah, whatever. It's supposed to be in service <laughs> of me. I don't like it right now, but it's in service. Yeah, whatever. You know, like I yeah. still have that, but it's okay. Like it's an evolution. It's a, it's, you know, it's, it's about looking, looking within and, and seeing deeper and seeing it again and again and again. And then, yeah. you know, it's like, I, how I see it is like, there's papers on this desk and, you know, when I remove one thing and I, oh, look, there's another one. And then, I'm, oh, look, there's another one. And there's always, uh -huh. some, there's always another one. Always. Right. And you get to be human, right? You get to just be human and 
mm. make mistakes and, and, and question things and fall back into your head and fall back into the intellect. I think that's just, that's part of it. Like you don't just stay in this perfect state of bliss. Like you're sitting on a rock saying, oh, like you just get to be human too. But in the, you get the best of both worlds, I think. Gorgeous. Missy, this was fun. This is fun. I love talking to another talker. Like I get so <laughs> excited about this stuff. And then I need someone to come in and say, you've got to shut up now, please. <laughs> well, this we're going to both so shut up because I believe we've busted our 30 minutes. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> So before we go, though, if anybody is like interested and want to reach out to you, how do they do that? Uh, they can go to my website, which is Missy Majorano Coaching. Okay. And uh, Majorano is the tough one. So I imagine it'll be in your show notes. Yes, but I'm going to put it in there. Yeah, Missy Majorano Coaching. Uh, my website is called Design to Thrive. And there's, I also have a YouTube video and our YouTube channel. Yeah. With lots of good, just free videos about this stuff and a blog post. Fantastic. So lots of different ways to, to work with me or chat with me for free. And then of course, I'm always uh, taking new clients as well. Reach out to her guys. She's a talker. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> am <laughs> having a chat. <laughs> Thank so, you, Jasmine. Thank you again for coming. And for everybody else who's listening, I'm going to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life that you want. And I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.